question for you. Okay. Is this. So there's that, what is it, Murdaugh? The Murdaugh, yeah, case. Okay. Yeah. So. We have a verdict. Yeah. I saw it. I watched it. I have not followed it at all. I haven't either. But we literally were talking about work today. But like my whole team was like, did you watch the documentary? The verdict's coming out today probably or tomorrow. They yeah. were like all into it. And I'm like. Verdict's out. He is guilty. They found yeah. him guilty. Yeah. Um. And uh, sentencing is tomorrow. Yeah. He faces 30. So a minimum of 30 years per killing. Okay. Um. But I was talking to the people at work and like, yes, obviously like this man needs to be punished. To the highest degree. Okay. And my question for you is, it's about me, actually. Yeah. Because my mind immediately went to, like, this is a terrible situation. And, like I said, he needs to be punished. But is it something to celebrate? Because, like, they're all like, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Mm, yeah. And, like, yes, I'm ha- I'm happy that... You know, justice is being served, but I just don't think it's a such a situation worth celebrating. Yeah, it, it's really difficult to celebrate, even though it's justice. Like someone is still dead. Like yeah. for instance, when uh, Derek Chauvin, right, yeah. the man that killed yeah. George Floyd. Mm-hmm. You celebrate the justice, and you're like, "Yes, thank goodness, we found justice." I don't think it's like a celebration against the person going to jail. It's a celebration that at the very least, it's a consolation that yeah. we have justice because nothing brings someone back from the dead. Yeah. Right. So with that in mind, you take the justice as a consolation. And so people celebrate it. But even then it, it can be very difficult in yeah. this particular instance. Yeah. I don't see any issues celebrating this particular situation because yeah. it feels like from what I've very, the very minimal mm-hmm. I've seen. Cause like I haven't watched the documentaries. I haven't been following this, but just the segments I've seen, he seems in my opinion, almost like sociopathic or psychopathic where yeah. it's just like the, the emotions craft are crafted, not felt. Mm-hmm. And so it it's very distasteful and like I, I understand a little bit more. Yeah. It's not like um you know, some nineteen year old kills someone in a gang gang shootout or something. Yeah. And you're like, good, that person's going to jail. It's like, dude, that's a nineteen year old, like right. people don't know better at that age. Like You're talking about the kid that just shot a cop in Chicago? Did not even see that. Oh yeah. I was actually so this is I uh, no, I did know that I wasn't coming here <coughs> last night. Um but I was getting, I was waiting for, for the guys in the kitchen last night and, um, I was just on my phone. I was like, oh, let's see what the latest news is. And I saw it and I watched like the, the, the was lot. he 19? He was young. Yeah. So like in that instance, you want to see justice for mm-hmm. the police officer, assuming, you know, this was a true, like straight cop killing, which is bad. Mm-hmm. In that instance, you want to see justice, but it's also like heartbreaking because it's, you know, a young person who his life's gone, dude. Yeah, his, his life's gone. Even if he gets like twenty years or whatever, he won't. He'll go the whole distance if he doesn't get killed in jail. Yeah, but <clears throat> you know, in those instances, 
it's a it's a second loss of life. Whereas this Murdaugh, Murdaugh, right? Yeah, it's not Murtaugh. It's like Murdaugh. Yeah, I mean that it, that's not. I, I don't feel as much empathy. No, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. Trying to see. So the officer was thirty-two. I think he was only like five years on the force. Thirty-two, man. Yeah, life's gone, man. <clears throat> um, but I'm trying to see. The kid was young. I'm actually, and this is going to come up tonight when we're talking about our main subject. Yeah, the mayoral, the mayoral, the mayo race, the mayonnaise. Eighteen years old. Eighteen. Like that's that's heartbreaking. Your life's over, kid. That's heartbreaking. One bad decision. You know. I'm guessing there's been a few more bad decisions. I'm sure to get him there, but yeah, I, I like what you're saying. Like it's just like this, this. Instant, this moment in your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. changed everything. Yeah, yeah. No, and I agree. Like I, I feel no <clears throat> remorse. I feel or not remorse. I feel no. Um, I don't feel bad for Murdaugh. I think yeah. No, not at all. Lock him up. Throw away the key. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Firing squad. You're old. You were. No. I mean, in, well, in it goes beyond this. privilege. Like so, it goes beyond that too. Like he was embezzling. From what I've been told, again, I have not researched the case personally. Um, but, um, he was embezzling money from his law firm. Right. Like, like $10 they, million. Dollars. Like tried to cover up like, uh, this girl getting killed on his boat. Yeah. His, his son, son was driving. Yeah. His son killed a woman on a boat. Yeah. How did like murdered her or like, I don't know. Like crashed. I, th- I think it was like an accidental, like uh, it was more of a manslaughter than a homicide from what I heard. Okay. But literally See? it's hearsay of a hearsay of a hearsay. Yeah, Cause yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah, the yeah. person. On my team, who watched the documentary? I just like for for me, it's like it, the whole situ- situation is sad. Yeah, because like I don't. That's like the kind of stuff Anna does. Anna, Anna will talk to me in in the morning, and she like brings up something sad that came up in the news, and it's always like, "Poor sweet little Anna." She never reads the actual article; she reads the headline. Yeah, and she tells me about it. Yeah, you know what I mean, did you hear about this? Yeah, and I'll be like, um, I, and I'll always be like, "No, I didn't hear about that." But let's not talk about it in the morning. Like I can't start my day on a bad note. It's always like, "Oh my god, did you hear about this baby that died?" I'm like, please not right now. And it was the same kind of thing when we were at Blue Root today and these people are telling me about the case because like, I, I honestly I haven't followed it. Right. Is what I told them. And uh, like, oh, well, this guy did this and this and he killed the kid. And I'm like, man, okay, let's stop talking about this. I'll check this out later. Um, and remind me, I have to talk to you tonight about uh, a village trustee. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Um, Sorry, million things going through this head. Did you see? Did you see uh, Suzanne Ness's competition is running for the D three hundred school board? Yes. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. So yeah, I've actually I had a, a chuckle. I, I had a girl pro, or a a young lady approach me. Randy <clears throat> is her first name. I don't know her last name, but she's okay. running for school, district three hundred school board. She okay. came into Blue Root talking okay. about doing like a, a little fundraiser there. Um, I can't believe that school board is that intense. I think things are always kind of a little bit intense here. I mean, everybody wants these kind of positions. But why? I don't know, man. I, I mean, I understand why. Like, I, I So I had put my name in as an early... So there were... It was not for the election. Someone, mm-hmm. I think, had stepped down or... or 
had health issues and stepped away. So it was like an appointed position and I originally put my name in and I was going to go through the process and then I was just like, I don't know if I want to get that involved. And I was like, you know, because as a former educator and someone in the community, I was like, oh, this makes sense. It's perfect. To get involved at this level, especially because I preach to everyone, like, you got to stay involved. Don't be apathetic. Right. I think we do a good job of staying involved by being a podcast and actually giving a shit enough to to create content. Mm -hmm. And I was really pretty close to doing it and then I just backed away because I'm like it seemed to get like really intense and I'm like man for for a school board position like I did not think it would be that yeah intense because it's not paid there's not that much power per se it's like you're choosing the superintendent and you know voting on how the budget gets spent from time to time and Okay, but or or even some of the larger curriculum matters. And I think that's <clears throat> why some people are trying to get more involved. Yeah. Is they think that they should have more say in the curriculum, which I vehemently disagree with. Yeah. I don't know. Um I'm definitely gonna run for when they actually not run for, you get a um appointed or hired i suppose and there's an interview process for village manager i might take that job from joe i was thinking of doing that too but if you're gonna go i'd rather you get it oh no you can take it no i want you to i just want one of us to do it no i want you to do it because you know much he makes yeah yeah he does he does really well for himself well and it's kind of like uh the the senate or or the house where you're Mm -hmm. like yeah i think i deserve a, a raise yeah you're like, kind of the guy making the decision. Like yeah. I know you go to your board of trustees, but by then you've probably made some friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had a couple of people that in the area that told me they're like, if you want to run for anything, you let us know. There you go. And I was just, like, I, do, I don't have the time. I don't know. But, but if it's something when you it, get a position like that, that's that's th- different. It takes that's, your time. that's different. Yeah. That's like that's my job now. Yeah, exactly. Dude, my commute would be, would be even better. You live in your commute. Like you live in in yeah. your. It would, I mean, it would be like a full like thirty seconds less than my commute to Blue Route. Yeah, I would definitely walk. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, over the summer I told myself I'm gonna walk myself to a podcast once. I dig it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's far. It's further for you. <laughs> it's further for you in dog steps. True. Um, True. Mayoral elections. Yeah, speaking that was of a elections. really clean segue. Did you yeah, hear that, dude? Yeah, yeah. People aren't even going to know what hit him. I have to over enunciate mayoral yeah, just me so too. I don't say it wrong. Yeah. Well, because, like, and you know what's funny is when I, whenever I don't over enunciate, like, Anna asked me, hey, what are you guys talking about? And, you know, I said it fast. Merrill. Merrill Race. Merrill, Chicago Merrill Race. Merrill Lynch. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, you want to do investments? <clears throat> already doing it. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because. The election already happened, mm-hmm. but why are we still talking about it, Kev? Because sometimes mayors run off, mm-hmm. and then you have to have a runoff election. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Brian gets really sick of me sometimes because he'll text me. <laughs> He's like, you know, it's like, depending on what time of day it is and what mood I'm in, like sometimes it's hard to get a serious answer out of me for things. And so Brian texts me, he goes, hey, uh, mayoral race. Or mayoral runoff. 
uh, or Chicago runoff is what you said. Chicago runoff uh, on uh, Wednesday. And I go, yeah, but like, what did he run off for? What did, or what did she run off for? Where'd she run off to you? And then Brian's response, actually Brian's response was good. He goes, not Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a bad move. Yeah. Because <clears throat> apparently now the water's not clean. Yeah. They second checked it. Yeah. They, they, actually, they actually had a company that's like not being paid by the company that made the mistake. Smart move. Oh, speaking, and I don't want to go too much into this, but now that I brought it up, I th- did you see that whole thing, Joy Behar? What did she do? She blamed it on the citizens for be- for voting Republican. They're like, this is your fault because no, you voted see, in Trump. <clears throat> there, there's a problem with that mentality. And here, oh, so, yeah. so I, I, I saw this really interesting point. Who was it? What was what's what's the girl's name that was with Jimmy Kimmel, comedian? Like she's, with she's, him, she's fucking Matt Damon. The song, you know, I'm fucking Matt Damon. Sarah I, Silverman. Oh, it is Sarah Silverman. Okay, Sarah Silverman. Yeah, it was a. She wasn't really. It was like yeah. the whole joke with Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> she was on a podcast, John Burnfall or whatever the guy's name is, the guy that plays Shane on Walking Dead, and he was in Wolf of Wall Street, and he's the Punisher. Yeah, so, there's music coming from uh-oh. somewhere. That's my, that's my Dexter theme. Oh, I like it. Sorry. No, it's okay. I dig it. Uh, so so, anyways, she was on this podcast, and and I agree with some of it. I think a little bit was too far, but the idea of like this leftist elitism can kind of turn people off. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think there is some of that where it's like blaming everyone for stupid shit that has nothing to do with Trump, but saying like, did Donald Trump roll back some of the regulations? Yes. Yeah. But so far, none of those regulations necessarily directly correlated. Now, did they play probably some little bit? Yeah. But that was going to happen. Certainly. Regardless of those regulations, most likely. And, with that in mind, I think it's foolish to just say, well, this is Donald Trump's fault. Do I think it's bad that Donald Trump rolled back regulations? Yes. Do I think the constant rolling back of regulations did contribute to the fact that, you know, maybe there wasn't enough safety, not enough people, not like whatever? Yes. But to just simply bluntly state, yeah, sorry, I was fooling around with it earlier. To simply bluntly state that. <clears throat> The train derailment was Donald Trump's fault. It's just kind of foolish. Well, it wasn't and, even and that. It, she was blaming. She was blaming the citizens for who they voted for. Now, right. I, I understand where you're going with this. Like, you need to. Obviously, it's important who you vote for. You should know. Yeah. You know all that kind of stuff. But like, first of all, there's a time and a place. Second of all, like, they didn't know he was going to do that. Yeah, but but also the 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 other point though is, if you want to win people. To your side. So Joy Behar is obviously very left, and she wants more people to never vote Donald Trump again. Right. Saying, this is your fault you voted Donald Trump kind of makes it seem like you deserve this. You did this to yourselves. Yes. And it's like that's... Victim blaming. Victim blaming. Right. This is something that... Now, if you want to say Norfolk Southern is is a a greedy, greedy pig of a capitalist company... Yeah. ...and did the wrong thing for so long that eventually it just caught up with them, fine. But that had nothing to do with the citizens of East Palestine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like East Palestine didn't 
you know, vote for a an upgrade on the track, you know, the track changeover system, you know, that runs through East Palestine or, right. you know, the concrete and the concrete is what called like to, to simply blame those people is is not only wrong, mm-hmm. but it's foolish for your for your efforts in general. Like you want right. people to never vote for Donald Trump. I don't want Donald Trump to be in office ever again. And right now it looks like he's the front runner for the Republican Party. DeSantis is starting to trail off again and Donald Trump is gaining momentum. Right. And for me to sit here and say Donald Trump did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But to make to to alienate mm-hmm. people is where there's fault and then you're doing what? Right. You're making yourself feel good, right? Oh, I am pointing out that you fucked this up. Okay, that might make you feel a little bit better and emotionally you'll like it's a cathartic release, but other than that, there's no benefit. So right. it's a shame that she did that. It, but it's also not a surprise. She's she's a little bit, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a little bit, not even radical, just like, not radical, just kind of untethered. Like she doesn't, she doesn't like make coherent thoughts. It's not like she's an incredible political right. mind from the left or the right, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but getting back to the mayoral race, yeah, <laughs> this is this is an interesting one because, you know, Lori Lightfoot was the incumbent in a Democratic powerhouse of a town, and she had done pretty well in the last election, and she didn't even make the runoff. No, I'm not surprised. I think that when 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 she was elected, I think that the the people of Chicago. Um, expected something when they voted for i think that maybe what they got is not what they thought they bought um i i you know i think she was a little heavy-handed in situations she made some comments during the pandemic too there's a there's a video you can find of her where she's basically saying that like um i can't remember if it had to do with deal with like wearing a mask or going out um during the pandemic and she just said you will be arrested period yeah. You know, it was I think it was going out or something like that. Um yeah, I, I just think maybe she's not very eloquent with her words either. And I think that got her into some troubles. Um, especially because I think everyone had a lot of had had some high hopes for her. She was um it it was similar to like when Donald Trump came into office, people were looking for something different. So they voted for him. Right. You know, they're like, Okay, this guy's gonna change some shit. And here it's like, okay, cool. You've got like this woman. She's progressive. Um, you know, she's kind of. Uh, but I don't think I don't think Lori Lightfoot was that progressive. Like her her per, the person she ran against, and I just looked her up was uh, Tony Preckwinkle. I remember liking her more because she was like very, you know, for affordable housing mm-hmm. and helping the homeless, reducing police brutality, a lot of those things. Yeah, where. Uh, it, it seemed like Lori Lightfoot was kind of, she had some progressivism in her, but then also was not in other ways. She was very centrist, like staunch democratic machine, like Democrat. And I think that's why she got the push because she kind of obeyed the machine, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, were you surprised that she was, uh, she didn't make the runoff? Uh, no, I was surprised she got so many votes. 
She okay. got 88,000, so 17%. So she almost made the runoff. But she came up short. So Paul Vallis, which was the Republican, got 173,753 votes. And this is all according to WGN News. 33.73%. Followed by Brandon Johnson, who is now the Democrat uh, candidate that actually did make it to the runoff. Well, technically, they're both Democrats, Paul Vallis and and Brandon Johnson. According to Vallis. Yeah, he's full of shit. Well, there's actually like I, I, well, he did he did run with Quinn, mm-hmm. so he was he was Pat Quinn's backup. So Pat Quinn replaced Rob Blagojevich for a couple of years when Blagojevich went to jail. He was removed from office, and Pat Quinn stepped in. But Pat Quinn ran. This was the gubernatorial race, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he yeah. So he was running. And he ran, I want to say, yeah, he ran against Rauner, right? I'm, I'm pulling this all off my head. So I think he ran against Rauner, and Vallis was his backup, or the the lieutenant governor. Yeah. So it always throws me off because I always want to say vice governor. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just almost Oh, dude, that. I know. I do it all. Yeah. Yes. So he almost ran. I, I, I don't know. I guess he's technically a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But... But he's also been quoted as saying I'm more Republican than Democrat. Correct. So it's like, you know, and the whole thing that he's running on right now is. He's a Joe Manchin type Democrat. We'll put it that way. Okay, that's fair. Right? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's like, yeah, you carry the D. (laughs) You carry the D. (laughs) Stop (laughs) saying it. You carry the D. You carry the D. (laughs) Just just mix it, man. Just keep it going. Okay. All right. Drop the beat. Anyways, so he might fall under the democratic umbrella but he's really just not if you look at the way he kind of speaks and his policy hey, yeah, if, you give him, if you give him long enough like he'll full he'll pull a full christian cinema yeah 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 he'll go he'll go independent because yeah. uh if we look at paul vallis i i think you know at first glance it's 173,000 to 104,000 right yeah but I think the majority of Lori Lightfoot's votes of 88,000 will immediately go to Brandon Johnson. Same thing with no, Chew- Chewy Garcia. There, but there's somebody that endorsed Brandon Johnson that Lori Lightfoot was like not very fond of. Was it? Um, the teachers union. Yeah, teachers union. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think that might be, you know, because here's the thing um, that you really have to think about too is like how many people are voting based on party and how many people are voting based on the issues because like so like brandon johnson was backed by the 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 teamsters union which is a huge backing right he was uh, especially in chicago oh yeah absolutely dude what are they seven seven forty three now seven forty seven what are they the union number i don't know anyways i should know (coughs) but it's changed over the years um but so that that's gonna kind of play in here um, I was talking to, to John, uh, my neighbor John, about this earlier. He came into the restaurant. Nice. Uh, hey, John. And him and I were both trying to tally this up. Because in my mind, I said the same thing. I said, I really think that a majority of Lori Lightfoot's would go to Brandon Johnson. That's a ton. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're talking mm-hmm. about 80,000 votes right there, almost 90,000 votes. Um, I think that I would say that Jamal Green's votes would probably go yes. to, to Brandon Johnson. Uh, they ran Chewy Garcia is probably would. You think so? Yeah. Because what I think Vallas has uh, has going for him right now is um, he's got the FOP behind him. 
fraternal order police. Correct. And well, that's because like his whole thing is like cleaning up Chicago, basically like right. bringing down crime. Um, and now obviously with what happened last night with the Chicago police officer being shot, um, and killed, um, you know, that does not, doesn't, I mean, I hate to say it, but it kind of helps his cause. Sure. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this, and, and, and just to add on to that too, Brandon Johnson's, one of his big things is to, is to defund the Chicago police department. Not, no. So he, that was said by him, but he, or not, that was said about him. But he is not actually. I'm pretty sure he said it in his speech. Mm. Almost 100. It was like one of the few parts that I listened to. No. So I, I think he disagrees with Val. So Vallis wants to add police. And Brand, uh, Brandon Johnson really wants to focus more on diverting those excess funds. Go ahead. Yeah, please look it up. But I think he wants to divert those funds towards the community upbringing. Like build up the community rather than the police force. I do know that like he did. He wants more like, um, like, um, fight homelessness. So more yeah. affordable housing. And he wants people with like psychology backgrounds helping. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. De-escalation techniques. Right. But. So he wants, he doesn't want to add to the police force per se. He wants to add to the way we handle escalations without adding. So it's oh. kind of that similar defund the police, but it was like, not just take away Chicago Tribune has something about it. I'm trying to find the actual video. It was in his after the the main election. There. Well, what does it say? Brandon Johnson wants to defund. Hold on, because I'm just looking at the the headlines right now. So I'm just, right now that doesn't mean anything. I'm just looking to see if I can find it. Don't want to subscribe. Just let me. So here, so I could have sworn Johnson defends approach on crime ahead of runoff. While Johnson has been criticized by other Democrats as part of the defund the police movement, he argued that a lack of investment in certain communities have led to unprecedented levels of violence. He argued that changing the way police respond to emergency calls can help the city be more equitable and strategic. I'm gonna find it. That's fine. Even if he did, I, 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 no, no, no. I understand what you're saying, and 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 we shouldn't have even gotten into this debate because all I was trying to say was, um, with what just happened in Chicago, this it's gonna. I think that'll kind of hurt some of his votes. Sure. Yeah. Um, because the biggest the biggest issue facing Chicago right now is violence. Is is violence or well, nah, crime, no. crime, crime in general? Is it crime though, or is it like? Inequity. <laughs> well, they go one. They go hand, they hand in hand, hand, right? And so that's Are they mutually exclusive. That's the difference. So when we saw this, there was another instance in the early '90s when the Chicago police got this huge boost in funding to to hire more police that went up substantially. The murders also went up. Yeah, and it's not that the police murdered more people. I'm not saying that. What happened was the murders went the murders went up anyways. Mm-hmm. So it there's no correlation between more cops, less less crime, less murders. Correct, yeah. Right? And it's not even more cops, more crime, but more arrests and 
convictions. There's yeah. probably more arrests, but there's not all of a sudden this huge conviction rate and more solved crimes. That's not what actually happens. And so for me, this is why I continue to say this about police nationwide. Do we need police? Yes. Do we need better training? Yes. yes. And all that. But what the real thing is, is there's no correlation between hiring more police and crime going down. We yeah, don't you see would just that. See, you would just see an increase in right. In arrests, if all yeah. of us, yeah, if all of a sudden we saw a crime plummet when there were more police officers out there, then I would say let's go for it. That's obviously the answer. St- statistically, we see the data. We we see the statistics pointing us in their direction. But that's a false narrative right now. It it, it makes sense, right in our heads. And this is one of the beautiful things that I love talking to people about some of this gray area. There is no definitive answer, but our bias would say, well, if there's more cops, they're going to be able to bust more crimes and, and all that, and that's good. But the only but the, the, but that's our other, bias. Other, other than murder, and I have to really think about this, but there, I, what I should say is there are a few crimes that are not driven by like some sort of like necessity. You know what I mean? Like you go and you rob a place, you go and you still steal food or you steal whatever. You know what I mean? But even a lot of murder nowadays in yeah. Chicago, like if you're like, because don't worry, uh, I'll finish my statement later. Buddy. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, finish it. I love you. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're pulling me. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're good. Just, you know, just trying to pull you in baby. Um, by your headphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I like to do it nowadays. You know, when Anna and I are looking to get a little romantic, I make her put on a pair of headphones so I can pull the cord. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's our romantic kiss. Um, it's our rom-com move. Um, but no, I mean, so much of it is driven by like, what's your current situation? Mm -hmm. What's your, you know what I mean? You look at these, these places that have low income, low, you know, sometimes, and I, you know, no, actually no fewer opportunities, a hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just fewer opportunities. Like they're like, okay, well these are my options. I go work in the coal mines or very Virginia apparently. Um, but I either I go work in the coal mines or I, um, you know, I start slanging a rock on the corner or whatever. Well, and and so that's what I was gonna say is, even the murders, kind of surround themselves with, like a lack of opportunity, right? Social inequality. They don't have an opportunity, so they do have to sling drugs, and then obviously you have to, quote unquote, maintain your territory. And mm-hmm. then how do you maintain that territory? There's no. There's very, very infrequently are there people saying, hey, let's handshake on this. You take that corner, I'll take that corner, and we'll just go right, our own ways. Right, right, right. Or like, you know, there's certain lines drawn, but those those lines are protected by people driving around with guns. Yeah. And so when we look at this, even the murders in Chicago kind of come out of desperation, mm-hmm. right? It's not like the Murdoch murders that happen where it's like, this privileged white piece of shit is murdering his, his family and embezzling money and doing all these other things. Like, okay, this is different. And that's why I said at the top of the hour, it's very sad when you see young people killing each other in the streets or killing, you know, even killing police officers. It's sad because there's just this lack of hope to get out of right. the, de- like the desperation. And so, 
I don't think, and this is like Vallis's major platform, is to hire more police to drive down crime. Yeah. And he's even talked about stopping and frisking. Like he's he has alluded to that in the past and is continuing to kind of say, like, we're going to take more extreme measures. And it's like those things don't work. Stop and frisk has been proven to be, you know, based on racial uh, stereotyping. It's never beneficial. It doesn't lead to actual convictions. It alienates the community, all of these things. And so I understand if we have, you know, 13,500 cops or police officers is what he's shooting. Uh, he's he's aiming for. So with with that in mind, like adding another 2,500 cops or so, that doesn't necessarily yeah. equate to to the to the goal. Right. Yeah, and you and I talked about this too when we talked because we've had a couple of po- sorry Brian, we've had a couple of podcasts where we talked about like de- talking to yeah we've talked about uh, defunding the police, and um, I feel like I I think you and I really like have stayed pretty firm on our beliefs on this, and I think it really comes down to well maybe a little bit different because I think you know we could spend a little bit more money, but I think all of that money needs to go towards training. Yeah, I mean, it, there there needs to be accountability. We we spend billions of dollars in these major m- metropolitan areas, billions in mm-hmm. each metropolitan zone. Like you talk about LA, you talk about New York City, you talk about Chicago, talk about like even the Miamis and all these major metropolitan areas. You spend so much. We talked about Atlanta with the fucking the urban war zone that they're building the 70 million dollar oh, yeah. training facility like that money could have been that could have been 70 think of how far 70 million dollars would have gone with affordable housing getting homeless people off the street and so there's there needs to be more investment in the community now if you told me that these 2500 police officers were going to be going into the community, living in the community, mm-hmm. becoming a part of the community, you know, visiting the high school, making friends with the students at a, you know, you know, at a young age before they possibly get involved with gangs and mm-hmm. you know, they're going to they're going to spend time building up that community and supporting them and not you know, pulling them over for for an expired license plate and you know, instead like saying, Hey, don't forget, Hey, you got to get that fixed. Like, I'm not going to write you a ticket, but you got to, you got to fix that up or whatever. Like if you're building up the community, I would be for that, but that is not what history has shown us what goes on. And we've actually seen huge increases in the police force in Chicago, like in 1992, 1992, 93, 94, all three years, back to back to back to back, the murder rate in Chicago went up. And so if the police officers were added, why are murders going up if, if adding more police is the, the answer? And it's just simply not. I think we need to, you know, absolutely spend more on training and supporting, giving them mental health services, giving them proper vacations and breaks and and all of that. Like, they need to be supported. So if you're saying, hey, we're going to uh, hire more police, so more, like, instead of working, you know, six days a week with overtime and all that. We're going to make sure that you don't have to work overtime. You're working four days a week, four days on three days off, and you can kind of recharge and like not get absolutely burnt out and exhausted. Like that would be different, but that's not what's happening. Yeah. You don't want them. You want them feeling like rigs, not like Murtaugh. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> just don't behave like rigs. Have the energy of rigs, right? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, whatever. You can be a loose cannon cop. <laughs> so rigs and, always did right by everybody. And it's it's also interesting, like you said, the the union is in favor of Brandon Johnson. Paul mm-hmm. Vallis was the CEO of CPS Schools. Yeah. So he was in direct contrast. Yeah. With the teachers, right? He he was on the business side of the spectrum for education. Yeah. And so he has not been one that is really looking to help help the public school system. He's looking to actually help the privatized charter system. He did that. Was it Philadelphia that he did that in? Yeah. Yeah. And so. Where he privatized it and like it looked on paper like maybe it was good. But then they went back and realized that like it had almost no effect. Yeah. And so they use TIFs. So TIFs yeah. are like those tax opportunities for, for the area. So basically they redirect tax funding to the charter schools and it's like no the taxes are supposed to go to the public schools and this is a major problem and i mentioned it very recently it just kind of popped up but with education like it's so tied it's tied so closely with municipal taxes property taxes that it puts different areas at different disadvantages right and so chicago is no different and to then even take those tax dollars and divert them into a charter magnet, right? whatever, private school is very, very difficult. And those, those systems don't benefit all. I, I will say it time and time again, and, and I am sorry for sounding like a broken record, but education is the great equalizer. And so if you are breaking down it's like what betsy devos did as as secretary of the of education in the trump administration she was trying to break down the public system in favor of privatized and charter schools well that's that's absolutely going to further the great divide that we've seen not only will we have a wealth inequality we'll have an incredible education inequality and therein lies the biggest problem in america is inequality right we can be the greatest country in the world but we have this huge inequality in in our financial system, and you can say the the judicial system. There's now in the educational system, and so there's some major issues. And I think Paul Vallis is focusing on the wrong side. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'll, I will tell you this. So, like I was saying earlier, I, I got lucky enough that I caught. Um, that might have been a rerun. Who knows? Um, rerun. Sorry for all you youngsters. Uh, I replayed it on YouTube. Rerun is something we used to say back in the day when they would show a show twice. Oh, yeah. Rerun. Um, Love reruns. But uh, Brandon Johnson is a fantastic speaker. Yes. Really good. I think he's uh, he's the son of a preacher. That would make sense. Um, And you can kind of feel it in the way that he talks. It's almost like he is preaching to his, uh, his church. Um, really well-spoken man. And like... From what I've heard, you know, he has a lot of really great ideas. And, and what he wants to do is because he came from Caprini Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and his his idea is to, to lift those people up. And I think he used almost a direct quote from you where you talk about how uh, if you. Um, oh, gosh, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he quoted you. I called him out on it. I said, hey, listen here, motherfucker. It was, it was at least cite the Mad Libs podcast. I heard Just this give us a, a from a really great podcaster on this podcast. It's called mm-hmm. the Mad Libs Podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen, subscribe, 
like, share, follow, all those things. <laughs> um, and he he seems passionate about the community. I yeah. like his background. You know what I mean? He he's been fighting for education for a long time, and he was an educator for a long time. Um, you know, I would have to say of the two, he definitely would have my vote. Yeah. So to go further with his police platform, he wants to train and promote 200 detectives from within the department rather than hiring new hires and building outwards that way. He wants to just promote from within and continue advancing the police that are already there, the good ones. I also like that in this WGN article, it cites that he's supportive of the no, no warrants. So you have to ignore, you have to tell people you have a warrant for their arrest. Like you can't just go in, you know, knock the door down. Like, um, Oh, what was the young girl that got killed? Um, Brianna Taylor. Thank you. Right. I knew, um, Brianna Taylor. I thought it started with a a T or B. I know letters. So, so, to get rid of those also he wants to fire officers that are affiliated with hate groups like the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys yeah that's mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. in Louisville right yeah okay it's, it's pronounced Louisville 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 yeah the one thing so Paul Vallis to give him some credit I, I think Brandon Johnson has a better platform regarding public transit mm-hmm. but one thing Vallis wants to do is use the private security funds by the CTA so the CTA has its own private security force he wants to divert those security funds to having police officers on the platform and for that I'm fine like if you're saying hey we want to get rid of a privatized security company and use our own people and pay them to do it I'm I'm all for that right yeah I'm I'm f- I'm relatively fine with that. Yeah. Uh, But I do know, so there's something that I actually think is good for Chicago, but not so good for someone like me. Uh, With Brandon Johnson, he wants to put a surcharge for people using the metro from the suburbs into the city. Uh, It's a way to drive more revenue to the city side of things. Like, hey, we're losing out. Like, you're working in the city and therefore you're living outside the city so you're we're losing that tax revenue of like the income right mm-hmm. if the business is there generally it used to be like you lived where you worked and all oh, that yeah. so like that's kind of their mentality with it i don't necessarily like it personally but i do think it's a good move i think it where was it i don't think i could ever live in the city again no. I like the suburbs. And and also, you know, creating this this CTA I think also would raise the wages and it would waive fares for all CPS students year round. Oh, that's cool. So like CTA would be free for all students, which I am a huge fan of. Yeah. I really think Chicago over time should find a way to rejuvenate public transit and make it completely free. I think all metropolitan areas should do that. It would drive down so much. It would drive down traffic. It would drive down carbon emissions. And I think it would give more opportunities for people to work 
in those public area, those public sectors, which I think is very beneficial. Those public sectors are usually well taken care of in terms of benefits. Pay is usually pretty decent. It's not, not always the best, but it's certainly not the worst. And then usually there's like pension plans and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I think driving up public transportation in any way is usually a good thing, especially as you can get more money towards it. Now you're getting it greener. You can reinvest. And there's this like upward cycle, right? Instead of this vicious cycle downwards, it can be an upward cycle towards progress. So personally, I'm not a fan of the, the surcharge for the Metro, but yeah. I think it's a smart move is the, the mayor of Chicago. And if it's like, you know, an extra four bucks a month for me, and it's that extra $4 a month, if, if they said to me, Brian, you have to pay an extra $4 a month, right? So your monthly pass they, the the Metro has this wonderful program. Uh, so sorry, you know, I know we're not brought to you by the Metro, but we could be though Metro. Metro, look out. Uh, they have the $100 monthly super saver pass. So it's your, your monthly pass for me used to cost $278. The super saver pass now is unlimited trips for the month for $100. And so for me, I actually go about 10-ish times, but there and back. So it made sense, and I've, I've been that doing that. 20 times. Yeah. I got so, that. Yeah, so it worked out really well. And then <clears throat> if they said to me, hey, Brian, we're going to charge you four extra dollars a month, and everyone else on their train, an extra four dollars a month, but that means every single CPS student gets on the CTA all the CTA buses, the blue line, yeah. or the, the different lines, the the Metro, all that. They get access to all that for free. You bet your ass I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right? So I'm I'm all for those types of things. Yeah. Maybe you figure four bucks per person times how many people come right. to the city. I mean, it's a, it's a great stream of revenue. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Johnson City would reinstate a $4 a month per employee head tax for large companies and implement a Metro surcharge for suburban nights coming into Chicago. Like, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah. How do you think this is going to turn out? So going back to the actual voting, hold on. Was there anything else I needed to cover? Education. Yeah, I didn't like his education policy. Who? Vias? Vi yeah. Val uh, Vallis? Vallis? Yeah, Vallis. Yeah. I didn't like his education policy. I thought his like, economic policy was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I think I think Brandon Johnson is just more fleshed out. I think uh, Vallis basically got all the Republican votes, and I know he's not a Republican, but he is a Republican. He's a he's a Mansion type, where even if he says he's a Democrat, he's not. Right. Uh, also, he, I know he was a, a proponent for restricting abortion. Correct. Yes. And I'm very very against that. And Chicago is obviously against you know or is very in favor of women's reproductive rights so i think the way this plays out if paul vallis gets 173,000 votes i think he probably climbs up to like 180 and i think brandon johnson gets over 200 i don't think it'll be that i think it'll apart. start i, I think, think it'll, it'll be closer than that because you think they only got 50 percent of 53 54% of the vote between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So we got a long way to go. I mean, there's 88,000 for Lori Lightfoot. I don't think that evenly splits. I think 
I wouldn't say evenly. I would say 75-25 in favor of Brandon Johnson. You got Chewy Garcia at least 75-25 in favor of Brandon. Willie Wilson, that might be 100%. Jamal Green might be 100%. 100%. So, like, and maybe I don't really know Cam Buckner or Sophia King or Roderick Sawyer. I, I don't really know anything about them. I think Jamal Green was really interesting. I liked him. He was the one that was – he promised to make sure that there were no boots anymore. Like the boots on the cars. He was going to oh. restrict that because it it's just – all it does is it penalizes the poor, right? You can't mm-hmm. – you haven't been paying your parking tickets and now you can't go to work. Now you lose your job. You can't pay your parking tickets anyways. Yeah. So. I think, it, I think it ends up a little bit closer. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, what? When's the vote? It's like April April fourth, ninth. The fourth. It'll probably be at the bottom of the article. April fourth. Yeah, you got it. It was at yes. the top of the article. Nice, nailed it. Every yeah. once in a while, Brian. Every once in a while. Every once in a freaking while. A lot going on, man. I'm 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 pumped that we're we're kind of getting back into the swing of things, and there's just there's there's a lot going on. Obviously, when I start sending you a bunch of TikToks, yes, that's I didn't watch the one from today yet. Sorry. No, that's okay. That one was well, it kind of was. It was obviously pretty political, but a lot going on with East Palestine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot coming out with the whole Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity's of the world, Fox News, and Rupert, Rupert Murdoch have now been get like the investigations have kind of led to that none of them actually believed the election information that they were receiving from the Trump administration. They just realized how beneficial it was to their own coverage and and all that. Yeah. So they've decided that the most likely le- or the most likely cause of COVID was a lab leak. No. Yeah. The most likely? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It is a possibility. Yeah, but, I mean, people were ostracized. Who was the writer from New York Times? And I think somebody from the Post said it, too. Where, like, it was, I mean, if you used to say that it, it was a lab leak, you were almost considered, like, a a racist. Yeah. I, so Christopher Ray did say that. Yeah. The FBI, the head of the FBI. No, but the it, was, it was somebody from the, there was another person from like the New York Times too. No, I'm saying more, yeah. more recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do another, we'll have to do a podcast about that. We'll do a COVID update. I haven't done that in a while. We also need to do, do another Ukraine update. There's always stuff going on there though. Santos, they have said that they're going to launch an investigation into him. Nice. A congressional investigation. Nice. Mm-hmm. For... Take that, Ronnie boy. Yeah. Ronnie? Why Ronnie? Isn't it Ron DeSantis? No, George Santos. Oh, I thought you said Ron DeSantis. Oh, no, no, no. That's did I, I say was... DeSantis? I, th- I think I, I think said Santos. Did. did I say... DeSantis is Playback. really struggling. So. Playback. Um, they are do- doing one in DeSantis? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I You know what? I'm kind of... I'm, I'm a little bummed. I'll, I'll be sad to see him go. It's been a very, it's been a very entertaining time in my life. A lot going on with, you know, Biden, uh, Joe Biden has, and Jason, did you see the text? He was making oh, yeah. fun of us. Yeah. With the O'Biden stuff last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> 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 My grandpa just died, man. Come on, go easy on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so insensitive. 
So Are you a Republican. So oh <laughs> shit, he's gonna he's gonna fire back after that. Hey Jason, okay. so <laughs> love you. <laughs> I, I, where is it going with that? Oh, shit. That we're gonna do an entire podcast. It's gonna be two hours long, and it's gonna be completely about Obama and Biden. And it's a drinking game. Every time you say "Oh Biden," you have to take a shot of Fireball. Oh shit. Yeah, after like the second one, you're just more more likely to say because you're just going to start slurring your words. And Look, because I would probably say it purposely a couple of times just so I could take a couple shots. Okay, but then it's just going to start happening. Oh, like, for sure. You're start slurring for sure. I'll be sleeping on the fucking table. Hey, are you are you excited for West Dundee coming up here, the big wheel race and all that? Oh my gosh, yeah. I'll be yeah. working two weeks. Oh, you got to work, dude. Of course, of I, course I do. You do. <laughs> yeah, you get slammed that day. Yeah, that's a big day for for yeah. the bars. Yeah, Nikki and I'll be behind the bar. Oh no, 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 no! Nikki's not working. Nikki's not working. No, after she said she was so excited to work with me again because last year we killed it. I was gonna um, say, but um, no, she because she has to work that Sunday, um, and it's hard for her with the kids. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fair. Um, so who are you gonna have with you? I think probably. Actually, I'm not sure yet. Schedule's not out, so I don't even know. I'm hoping that Sam is going to come. I, I literally almost yeah, said that. I really hope. I texted and him today. My and it was. This will be almost a direct quote. Um, well, I guess I'm quoting myself. So yeah, it's a direct quote. Um, <laughs> I texted him today because Nikki's like, "Yeah, do you think there's any chance he could work?" And I said, "Don't worry, I got something I can say to him." Because him and I worked that Celtic Fest together in in yeah, Barrington back and, in the day. Oh my gosh, we made a fucking killing. Um, so I texted him. I was like, "Hey, dude." saying man like if you want to get the band back together like work another St. Pat's festival with me I got an opening next Saturday <laughs> you should I hope he gets back to me I would he is first of all he's a phenomenal bartender um careful what I'm gonna get jealous oh he's not as good as you though baby okay, thank you <laughs> like we're talking about who's in like fifth place compared to you you take first second third and fourth <laughs> <laughs> um, so like it all why, you want to come you want to come over there and work I, I almost thought about it but we we have like a sh- like a thing. I don't care you guys always have things I know yeah I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna go talk to Noel you guys gotta stop ghosting me sometimes I just need you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um I would I, I mean it would be a blast with him he's such a good bartender yeah, he's he really so easy is. going he doesn't get flustered um yeah, he's a good dude. I think, for me, I think on days like that, <clears throat> it should be two different drinks. Obviously, all the <laughs> beers. There should be, like, two two drinks only. Yeah. Or, like, the you call it, like, Captain Coke or Vodka no. Sprite. Like, it should be drink mixer, maybe two specialty cocktails for, like, Kiss me on Irish or whatever, some yeah, stupid yeah. bullshit Irish drink. Mm-hmm. You know, something with Bailey's in it. S'mores Martini. You should have, and I didn't realize that Irish car bomb is offensive. I didn't know. What do you just call it a car bomb? No, no, it's it's. I mean, you call it an Irish car bomb here, but like, if you were to ever go to Ireland, I'm yeah, sure you don't say it. I did know that. Would, yeah, oh, I, I knew know. That. Like, and it makes sense. Like, yeah. that's offensive. It has to do with the revolution. But yeah, here nor which there. John actually told me about that because like John will call it that. He's hundred. He, like he's his parents are off the boat Irish. Yeah, yeah. And he calls them that. Yeah. He goes, "We gonna do some Irish car bombs." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta call them that. That's yeah. what they're called. But 
I think you should have those on special. We, like, yeah, we always do. Right. And, like, you should have a couple of things, and that's it. Like, people shouldn't be allowed to say, mm, I love a grape martini tonight. Like, fuck you and your grape martinis. Take your fucking grapes and go down the street and jump in, in the road and smash them on your face. Make wine. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> I, I, I get so frustrated with that bullshit. Yeah. You I should, don't. I you, don't as much just because, like, that's what I do every day. No, I, I like, on a given basis... Yeah. Any any given basis, like just a normal day, you should be able to go into a bar and order whatever fucking drink you want. Mm-hmm. And a bartender should be happy to make yeah. it. And you should tip that bartender very well if it's a more elaborate drink. Okay? But on a day like that where you're going to be two, three deep mm-hmm. people at the bar, like there's going to be waves of people. You know, it's an all-day drinking event. Everyone's getting drunk in the town. Like that's just how it goes. It is a very, very long hiring day for bartenders you need to a tip very well and b make it as easy on them as fucking possible yeah. and not just at blue I, I mean this for all bars or yeah if you're downtown chicago you gotta make it easy on those bartenders i'll give everybody a little heads up here since you're a listener and i love you more than anybody else that comes into my bar <laughs> spread that one around yeah. more people start listening yeah um nice um i have a line that i'll use when like I am, you know, two or three deep at the bar and trying to put out well tickets and everything else like that, um, and sometimes like depending on how tired I am and if I've had a few shots, like it'll change. But usually I like like the like, oh my gosh, you know, I know I don't see it on here, but can you make this drink? And it's like a drink that like it's not something you can just build in the glass, not yeah. even something you can just shake. You know what I mean? Like you just stir a component component. You have to shake a component. Um. I'll have a line like, yeah, you know, I no, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, of course, I, I can get that for you. It's probably going to be about 10 minutes, though. Like, I'll put that out there, and that's yeah. really my way of being like, I really don't want to fucking make that right now. But if it's somebody who's, like, somebody that, like, is kind of a dick or um, does one of the things I don't like, you know, don't tap on the bar, uh, don't wave money in the air, don't, you know, little things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, boss, hey, chief, I don't like those. Um but uh, if it's somebody like that, I'll pull out like a, yeah, it's going to be about an hour though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think you want to shout I, while you wait. <laughs> see, and I think you're too kind. Like, I don't think it, there should be any, there should not be three ingredients in any drink. Like you shouldn't even have to make an old fashioned on St. Patrick's day. Yeah. But that's such an easy drink. I know it's an easy drink yeah. and you're a fucking pro at it. I, anytime when when our friends Paris and Casey came by, we went in the restaurant. Casey likes old fashioned. I was like, if you want an old fashioned, you get one from Kevin. She's like, this is like the best I've had. That's so sweet. So, Thank you. With that in mind, <clears throat> I I highly recommend if you ever want an old fashioned, you go to Blue Root when Kevin's working and you ask for one. That's it. Also, St. Patty's Day, either sack up and get a Guinness, an Irish car bomb, or a JMO and ginger and get the fuck out of the or way. Or ovary up and. Yeah, ovary up and actually be way cooler. I threw that in there. That was smart. Yeah. I was actually going to walk in here and tell you to ovary up, and we were going to have a drink while we talked about this tonight, but I'm too tired. Yeah, we just didn't get to it. (laughs) It's already been an hour. I I can't believe we're going to literally touch an hour. Mm. You're all about touching the hour. Every hour on the hour. (laughs) (laughs) God, I love that that, uh, that part from Wolf of Wall Street where... um, 
Oh, yeah, rookie numbers. Is, yeah, rookie, rookie numbers. Got to bring them up. Got to bring them up. At least three times. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Well, the mayoral race. Mayoral race. Mayor race. The oral race is April 4th in Chicago. <laughs> so if you are a Chicago resident, make sure you register to vote and go vote. Uh, if you want my opinion, it's Brandon Johnson. Kevin said most likely Brandon Johnson. Out yeah. of the two. No, of the two, definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't want to speak for I think you alluded to it, but I didn't want to yeah. definitively say. No, okay. So the Mad Libs probably endorses Brandon Johnson going into the runoff. Neither of us get to vote because we're out in West Dundee. Yeah. But if you are, go vote. And even if you don't vote for Brandon Johnson, just go vote, do your civic duty. And, it's uh, important. Yeah. We love you. Do good. Be great. Love you misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saints and status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive. Yellow now. Rhino. This is bye bye. Tata. Audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try to go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road. Trying to catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Wild ones on the attack. Just break out.